You're listening to Politics Weekly. To uh, be big underdogs uh, in the race uh, for the uh, the presidency. One of them is uh, joining me today. We can survive all those systems. What's going to happen if you legalize it completely? Politics Weekly is a podcast on politics, news, and principles. Alright everyone, welcome back to Politics Weekly. We are back this week with my father returning as a guest, Jeff Cleary. Uh, so, uh, Dad, tell us a little bit about you know your political experience. You, uh, you worked for George Pataki, uh, the, uh, the, the most recent Republican governor who was governor during 9-11. You worked on Bush's uh, 2000 and 2004 campaign for president. You worked on John McCain's 2008 campaign for president. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think you've just about covered everything. I uh, I did work for uh, George Pataki for uh, 10 of his 12 years as governor. Um, this evening we had a, a, a great moment where uh, the village of Nelsonville, mm-hmm. New York, recognized my father and your grandfather, mm-hmm. uh, Mayor Edward Cleary. He was mayor of that village for 15 years, and uh, that's where I I think I first got the bite for politics was growing up with a father who was involved in local politics and and public service and um, I've been in public service almost all of my life with a few ventures into uh, into private sector but uh, I'm, I'm very comfortable in public service and uh, happy to be back Nolan thank you all right well why don't we uh, let's not waste any time let's get right into the news so the first story uh, Kamala Harris uh, Kamala Devi Harris, the U.S. Senator uh, from California, the former Attorney General of California, and the former District Attorney of San Francisco, is now has been selected to be the presumptive Democratic nominee for Vice President of the United States. Obviously, she was previously Joe Biden's uh, rival, uh, and now she is his running mate. Um, if she is elected, uh, if Joe Biden is elected, she'll be the first. Uh, woman and the first uh, black woman to serve uh, as vice president of the United States. Uh, the um, the reaction uh, has generally been split down the middle, uh, depending on your political affiliation. Uh, many Democrats have praised the decision, according to a HuffPost slash YouGov poll. Seventy three percent of Democrats approve of uh, Joe Biden's decision to select Harris uh, as vi- uh, as his running mate. Um, and, uh, um, however, uh, there have been, uh, there has been some controversy from Republicans. President Trump is on the attack. Uh, he's already released ads calling Kamala Harris, uh, far left and radical. Um, and, uh, recently, uh, law professor John Eastman, who was previously, uh, Harris's opponent during the 2010 race for attorney general of California, uh, claimed in a Newsweek op-ed that Harris may not be eligible for the presidency. Uh, President Trump said he's unsure if that is true or not. That caused a bit of controversy. Uh, Newsweek has since apologized for that article. What are your thoughts on all this, and what are your thoughts on Joe Biden's decision to select 
Kamala Harris uh, as his running mate. Well, I, she she scares me less than than some of the others, um, and you know, kudos to uh, her for all of her accomplishments. Uh, it's, it's interesting that uh, they basically chose a police officer, a law enforcement <laughs> person, uh, to to be the vice president. I thought that was. I know, no, I thought that was what killed uh, Amy Klobuchar, her chances, uh, that and, of course, the color of her skin. Um, you know, the, the, the thing about, first of all, I, I don't think I've ever, in, in my years as an observer, uh, seen a political opponent accuse you of, uh, of, of sexual misdeeds, uh, saying uh, Kamala famously said that she believed the accusers in the uh, who who are accu- accusing Joe Biden of sexual harassment, and um, and then and then going on to to falling just a step shy of saying you're a racist, calling him his actions and his relationships with uh, former uh, segregationist senators um, racist. Um, so that they they were pretty tough things for Joe, I bet, to overcome and and, and show up to to say Kamala. Be my be my running mate. Um, there's a lot of forgiveness there, and and there's also a lot of tape there, which will give the Trump people something to play over and over and over again. I thought the rollout in Delaware uh, the other day was um, interesting, to say the least. She sounded like she had been at the Bidens every year for Thanksgiving for the past 25 years, instead of calling him a racist and a and a rapist. Uh, so, so that was interesting, but I guess you can be anything you want to be when, when you want to be vice president and, and you've, had to, you've had to sell your soul to get there. Uh, but, you know, her law enforcement background certainly seems to fly in the face of, of what uh, the uh, current movements going on in the Democratic Party are. Uh, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, the Democratic National Committee, uh, as of the time this episode is released, is currently uh, commencing. It's currently in the middle of happening. Um, uh, as of the time, the night this comes out, uh, you, we should be on the second uh, day of uh, the convention. Uh, guests on night one included some of Biden's uh, former primary rivals, like Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, as well as former First Lady Michelle Obama and former Republican Ohio Governor uh, John Kasich. Uh, night two will feature uh, former uh, Vice President uh, Barack Obama, former Secretary of State. Uh, and 2016 Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton, Massachusetts Senator and former presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren, uh, New York Congresswoman Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, just to name a few. Former President Barack Obama is also set to speak this day, as California Senator Kamala Harris is expected to give her acceptance speech for vice president. And the final day will feature more of Biden's former rivals like Cory Booker and Pete Buttigieg and Andrew Yang. Uh, The uh, event is expected to culminate uh, with uh, Joe Biden accepting the Democratic uh, nomination for president of the United States. Um, Billie Eilish, uh, Common, John Legend, and others are slated as musical guests. There has been some controversy, however, 
Uh, Andrew Yang was originally not set to speak, as you heard earlier. The controversy led to him receiving a uh, a, uh, a slot on Thursday. Uh, more controversy uh, has arisen over the progressive news outlet, the Young Turks, having their press pass revoked, uh, and New York Congresswoman uh, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez receiving just a minute of speaking time compared uh, to uh, uh, Republican John Kasich, who is set to speak for longer. A, uh, a CBS poll amongst Democrats found that 63% of Democrats said they thought uh, Cortez received uh, deserved more time than Kasich. Um, what are your thoughts on the Democratic National Convention, and what are your thoughts on all this? Well, first of all, I think one of the names you left out for opening night was the great governor, of New York State, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, I, I, I think it's certainly appropriate and sums, sums up the, the first message uh, as we're in the middle of COVID-19 uh, to produce a governor who has produced totally failed policies, uh, who has has sent patients into back to nursing homes to die in the middle of COVID and has, has totally uh, screwed up the response in New York State uh, and tried to blame Donald Trump. Now, Nolan, as you know, I'm no, as a, even though I'm a Republican, I'm no fan in particular of Donald Trump, but to say that Donald Trump is responsible for the crime and COVID and basically every problem that exists in New York State after after 10 year, years of failed governor is, 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 is ridiculous. And, uh, and I think that's very appropriate. I think that's, he, he really, sends uh, the message of a failed governor in a state that's dying um, and, and a failed message, a failed response to COVID by, by this governor to kick off the, that just about says everything about this convention. All right, well, let's move on to the next story. Uh, so President Trump has signed a number of bills this week, uh, or a number of ex- executive orders this week, I should say, uh, in uh, regard to helping Americans economically affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. The first uh, executive order he signed delays the payroll tax until the end of the year. The second slightly extends uh, unemployment aid to $400 a week. Uh, this is a likely compromise between what congressional Democrats were seeking, $600 a week, and what congressional Republicans wanted, $200 a week. The third allows for top officials to halt uh, evictions uh, for a certain time. And the fourth uh, defers student loan payments until December 31st. However, Trump has come under some scrutiny for doing this via executive order. Um, and it is expected that he will face uh, legal battles over this. What are your thoughts on President Trump signing these executive orders? Well, first of all, on all four executive orders, he's much more generous than I would be. Uh, I think I, I, you know, I, I would be far to the right, far more conservative on those those issues. But I am very troubled, not only by President Trump, but by by the abuse of President Obama as well in using executive orders. For, for these things, and it just shows you how broken Washington is, and I mean broken on both sides. But but it is it is troubling that it's it's troubling that Nancy Pelosi walked away from the table. It's it's troubling that the Democrats have no uh, want to come to the table fairly and negotiate uh, fairly. They 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 they've dug in their heels, and it's their way or the highway. And so they went home, and now Nancy is only coming back 
uh, to deal with the post office situation. But I'm concerned with all presidents who are abusing executive privilege, and in particular, President Obama and President Trump. All right, well, let's move on. This week, uh, Joe Biden did say uh, that he would uh, make masks uh, in uh, the United States mandatory uh, if elected president in 2020. Uh, Biden said in uh, a speech uh, that because of the COVID-19 pandemic, all states should make masks mandatory for at least the next three months uh, inside and outside. Um of doors. Uh, Biden said the request was not because of freedom, but because of safety. Uh, Biden said he would sign a mandatory mask order on day one should he win the presidency. What are your thoughts on Biden proposing a federal mandatory mask order? Well, I just got done talking about the abuse of executive orders, and the next topic is an abuse of an executive order. <laughs> Here he is proposing to rule by fiat not go to the legislature, not uh, be concerned with the Tenth Amendment, as this is a states' rights issue. Uh, states are, are progressing at different speeds, in different lengths, with different outcomes as this virus progresses. And so it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. And it certainly is not something that should be done by executive order. I, I've just discussed with you uh, that, that the abuse of executive order and and... No one is listening. No one is getting it. Stop the executive orders. All right. Well, let's uh, move on then to uh, the next story. Uh, So Robert Trump, the brother of President Donald Trump, has died. Trump was the younger brother of the president and was said to be a fierce and loyal supporter of his. Uh, He was also um, the man who who sued uh, Mary Trump to try and prevent the... uh, the release of her book. Uh, Donald Trump called Robert Trump his best friend. Robert Trump was 71 years old. His exact cause of death has not been disclosed. President Trump will hold a White House service for his brother on Friday. What are your thoughts on the passing of Robert Trump? Well, I, my, my condolences to the Trump family. Uh, I know some, I have some friends who knew Robert in, intimately and has expressed that he was a terrific guy, certainly did not seek to spotlight like his brother. Uh, as, you were, as you were setting up that topic, I was thinking of our discussions and thoughts of, um, of Billy Carter mm. as, as the brother of a president, mm. and I don't think there could be uh, more of, a, of a, a distance between Billy Carter and Robert Trump in terms of how the brother of a president acts while in office. That's no disrespect to to Billy Carter, uh, but uh, but uh, Robert was a I'm told a very generous man, and uh, and and you talk about his loyalty. Well, that's something that should be celebrated in all families. And uh, he was looking out for his big brother, and and I, I'm a big big fan of uh, keeping a family together, and. Uh, the family has my condolences. May he rest in peace. All right. Well, let's move on. President Trump is making controversial changes to the U.S. Postal Service. Trump said he will block new funding for the U.S. Postal Service, uh, which would have partially gone to providing universal mail-in ballots. Trump's postmaster general, Louis DeJoy, is cutting overtime tips. Uh, Trump defended 
uh, these decisions, uh, believing uh, that uh, calling uh, universal mail-in ballot voting, quote, uh, catastrophic, unquote. However, uh, many... uh, uh, many uh, Democrats uh, are not happy with the decision uh, and will meet in session as House Speaker uh, Nancy Pelosi introduces new measures in regards to funding the U.S. Postal Service uh, and combating these uh, these changes. What are your thoughts on this? Wow, I have a lot of thoughts on this issue. Um, you know, the Democrats love to say that voter fraud is, is almost non-existent, that is laughable, and so far from the truth, and and absent there's abuse by absentee uh, through the absentee ballot process all the time, and and it is quite quite severe, and it's quite easy to see the the legal outcomes of this by simple Google searches. Uh, but but you know the the media will go along with the Democrats and and just give them the platform to to tout the lies on this. Um, you know, it's also interesting that uh, President Obama cut the Postal Service uh, by by tens of millions of dollars, or tens of billions of dollars, I believe. And uh, the Postal Service has been broken for a long time. And Donald Trump was talking about how broken the post office was long before COVID and long for the assumed need for universal mail-in ballots. You know, in the state of New Jersey, they are going to issue a ballot to every single registered voter. That is very disturbing to have that many uh, ballots just floating around out there. Uh, They should be requested. This should act, this should be run as an absentee ballot where everyone can, can request one. Uh, that that that's an abuse right there, and it's and it's it's a it's a dangerous road to go down. Um, I understand that we are in the middle of a pandemic, but people are going out, people are going grocery shopping, people are are going to um, events that they need to. Voting in person can be done safely. It has been done safely since the p- pandemic has begun. Uh, there's a lot to be concerned about there. I wish that President Trump had not. Uh, articulated the way he did his his um, concerns. He basically said that he thought it was going to help Democrats. I think it's a I think it's a danger to our democracy. Um, I don't think the post office is equipped for it. Uh, I think that the new post off postmaster general, in many ways, me- measurable ways, is doing a tremendous job. Uh, he's had many successes. He's a proven businessman. Um, I think that we we are going to have a very difficult time with the outcome of this election, and I think that politics is being played on both sides on the post office issue. Uh, both sides are, are digging in to secure what they think is the best outcome for their side. Okay. Um... All right, well, let's move on to the next story. President Trump has announced a peace deal between Israel and the United uh, Arab uh, Emirates. Uh, Emirates. Uh, this, uh, the attempt was to establish better tip, uh, diplomatic ties between the two by recognizing both uh, embassies and ambassadors. What are your thoughts on this agreement? When Donald Trump is long gone from the White House and history is looking back, he will be recorded as one of the greatest friends Israel ever had as President of the United States, and I salute him for that. His moving the capital to Jerusalem 
bringing parties together. I wish we we've I wish we would see more of this in the Trump presidency. Uh, I believe congratulations are in order to Jared Kushner. Uh, I could not be more pleased with this. I hope other Arab countries follow. Uh, 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 Agreements like this, uh, countries doing business with each other, um, is is truly the the real way path to peace. And, And I think this is one of the big, big, big successes of the Trump presidency, and I am just thrilled about it. Okay, pause. Two of them up. Um, um, so the first one is, um, what gave you inspiration to uh, write your song? Uh, believe it or not, it was actually a, a Mother's Day gift for my wife. Mm. by United Way. How, how did that go down? Uh, I have a, um, oh, my family uh, has a, a friend who um, works for United Way, mm. and she, she knows that I'm a musician, um, so I think she was probably putting it out to um, a few of her contacts to see if anybody had something that could work, and um, I, I recorded the song on my iPhone because I had on an official recording of the song is essentially just me and a piano playing with my wife. That's kind of how um, you know, it started. And then I videoed myself playing the song and sent it to my friend who works through United Way. And um, she said, this, this is great. She loved it. And she uh, gave to you know, her, her people over at United Way and they, they liked it too. And then um, and the video that they put it to was it just seems to really work very nicely. They did a really nice job putting the whole thing together. Um, and how has COVID-19 affected you and your communi- community personally? 
Well, I guess that, you know, that in, in the same way that it's affected most people, just, uh, you know, being stuck at home for those two or three months and then slowly, you know, you, you, you know, do more and more as, uh, as, as things start to open up and, you know, um, wearing, wearing masks and all that. But as far as it, uh, you know, we just try to stay positive for, for our children, you know, because something unprecedented like this, you know, I never had to go through anything like this. So as much as you try to take care of yourself so that you can be there as much as you can for your kids, um, it just, you know, it, it, it does it. Also, it makes you feel like you want to do more because, you know, we're, when we're kind of stuck in your own little bubble, you kind of forget that you're in a community, you know? Yeah. So that was another really nice thing about this was that it actually um, made me feel like I was doing something for my community. Um, without having to actually, you know, be face-to-face with everybody, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I really, you have to give people working in the hospitals, and I, I just, I, I, they're really, really heroes, so that's kind of why I wrote a verse in the song for them specifically, you know. Yeah. All right, thank you so much. Great. Uh, if there's anything else you need, do you have my number now? Yep. All right, excellent. Where can we, uh, you know, this story um so um i believe um grant uh puts it on the website uh when it's up when when the paper comes out um and he's also gonna have a physical copy i believe that costs about like two dollars or so um so i think I, I think those are the two best ways to uh to read it um so just keep on the lookout for those Right, yeah, because I'd love to share it on social media, you know? Yeah. Very cool. All right, well, I appreciate the call. Thank you, and if I didn't need anything else, give me a ring. Sounds good. Thank you for your time. You got it. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to clarify uh, one bit of the segment. Uh, when I was talking about the Jerry Falwell story, uh, I only mentioned that he was a staunch supporter of President Trump because that's uh, what a lot of people associate him with uh, and because many people don't know who he is and that's the reason uh, that uh, that Jerry Falwell uh, that, that's what many people associate with him um, in no way was I trying to uh, associate uh, Donald Trump with the current scandal that's ongoing with uh, Jerry Falwell I just wanted to clear that up Thanks.